For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. AM 570. An LA sports icon. Fred Rogan is here tonight. Decades on your television covering Los Angeles sports. Fred Rogan, huge in Los Angeles. The Dean. I'm the Dean. Fred Rogan. Weekdays before Petros and Money. A USC All American. USC's Rodney Peterson. An NFL quarterback. Absolutely perfectly delivered by Rodney Rodney Peterson. Available on the iHeartRadio app or on AM570LASports.com. This is Rogan and Rodney. And we continue on. Fred Rogan and Rodney Pete on AM570 LA Sports. A big congratulations to Patrick and Long Beach. Yeah. The Dodgers are National League West Division champs, and you listen every hour from noon to 6, today and tomorrow and Friday, for your chance to win tickets to see the first place Dodgers at Dodger Stadium Sunday, September 25th. They take on the St. Louis Cardinals. Only one station is getting you into Dodger Stadium. It's AM570 LA Sports. And That's it. Patrick, you won the tickets. So way to go. If Good you, stuff. Good if, stuff. If you didn't win... Don't be sad. Don't be jelly of Patrick. You will have a chance. We are giving tickets away this hour, and we are giving tickets away next hour as well. Now our esteemed friend, the conscience of the paper, the voice yes. of the people. Yes. We welcome on the man of the hour, the Bill Plaschke of the LA Times. Hello, Bill. What's going on, fellas? Hey, hey. what's going on with you? Bill. Man of the man of the hour. I ain't staying on here for an hour now, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Come on. Come on, Bill. You've been gloating so, like me. You've been gloating like me about our, our USC Trojans, Bill. Tell me about it. Wait man. a minute. Tell but, me about it. Bill, before you get to that, can I just ask you something? Because Rodney, you brought it up. Can you do can you do me a personal favor? Can you do me a solid? And maybe do a, a favor for the people that love reading your work. Can you just dismount from Traveler for a minute? My God, Bill. <laughs> Good Lord. I mean, it's they play games. I get, ripped. I get ripped when I rip them, and I get ripped when I praise them. Yeah, I can't no, win. Yeah, yeah. you you winning no, with me, Bill Plansky. Is if you just look at this college football landscape, you just tell me what team out there, maybe Georgia, is clearly better than USC right now. Just tell me. Look at the life. You saw Alabama. You saw all these teams losing. You saw what's going on. I've been to both USC games, and, and I've been blown away by their talent, by their athleticism, and everybody rips the defense. They've had eight takeaways in two games. They're, they're, they're athletic enough to make up for some of their schematic deficiencies. I mean, this is this is a really good USC team. I don't see if there, if there's any shame in saying that, and it's not gloating or, or uh, riding traveler. It's just telling the truth. The truth, Bill, the truth. And you look at them, and you look at this schedule that they have. Now, granted, listen, everybody wants people in the south and the east coast don't know about Fresno State, but they got a good program up at Fresno State, and they, they can be competitive. Yeah. They can be competitive. USC should beat them, but they, should, they can be competitive. But when you look at this schedule, and then you see what's happening with, uh, with Notre Dame, which was a, you know going to be a big test, but that's at the end of the year. You're looking at, 
and not to get ahead of ourselves, but I, I, you know, I'm not playing, so I can talk about the future a little bit. But you look at it; it's probably Utah is that toughest game on that schedule. Um, and by that time, by the time they get ready to play Utah, they're going to have some games under their belt where that defense that you mentioned will get better. Them as a whole team will get better. Um, it's not, and and where they've been slotted right now, it's not out of the realm. They'd be right in the thick of these things at the end of the year, Bill. I think everybody's saying, "Well, wait a minute. How can they go from four and eight to being the best team in the country?" And people forget that this is a transfer portal at work. These are all new kids. They people forget they have the best receiver in the country. The guy's already won the award as the best receiver in the country. This Addison kid, he's unbelievable. So he's already been named as you Yeah, one of the best quarterbacks in the country. Caleb Williams was already one of the best quarterbacks in the country. He got one of the best running backs in the country. Travis Dye, already one of the best running backs in the country. It isn't like suddenly a four and eight team with a bunch of freshmen became great as sophomores. These kids come these kids aren't USC kids. They come from all over the country. This is what happens when you get great transfers. This is this is all this is a whole new team. So people can't Go by four and eight, or Clay Helton, or what happened last year or the year before, or it's impossible to get that 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 that, that good that quick. Yes, it is. In today's college football world, it is, and their offense is unreal. I mean, it's under the yeah. weapons they have are unbelievable. You know, the fact that Caleb Williams can run that changes everything. The offense is unreal. The defense is is again two goal line stands against Stanford. I mean, this is a big powerhouse. Stanford usually runs over USC. This time last year, they cost the held their jo- his job running over USC. The whole the whole thing has changed, and it can change this quickly. And it is because of the transfers, and it's real. And people people will see that they're going to they're going to run through their schedule. I don't see. I mean, I don't. See, yeah, I see them perhaps struggling against Utah. That'll be a tough game. And Notre Dame's always going to be a tough game. But I see them clearly a playoff team. I think that's clear. They're on that path to make the playoffs, and then anything can happen. And then everybody says, "Well, once you're in the playoffs, Lincoln Riley's teams always give up 55 points a game or 60 points a game, and they always get beat, you know, 60 to 50." This is not Lincoln Riley's team. This is a team of all stars from around the country who play for Lincoln Riley. This is a whole different animal we're seeing here. This is a result of the transfer portal, and it's the best result. It's the most glaring result in the country of what's happening out here. Well, you know, I guarantee people. Are just, you know, I mean, that that just that's just the facts. Yeah, uh, UCLA, their official site, sent out a tweet and called UCLA transfer you, and Chip Kelly said, "No, no, no I don't think we should have done that." And I'm wondering <laughs> if they're transfer you, what in God's name is USC? Because I USC's I mean, guys, I mean. If, if UCLA brought a lot of transfers in and they went to the portal, what did they find them? Because Lincoln Riley certainly found a whole different kind of guy for USC. <laughs> yeah, UCLA. And this is it's a shame because of their scheduling. They've gone completely in the shadows. They, they've gone dark for two or three weeks. Nobody's paying attention to them because they aren't yeah. playing anybody. I don't know how good they are. But I'm guessing they're not as good. They're not as good. As, they're not. They're not in the category of USC. And again, what about that, Bill, though, real quick? What about that, Bill? Them, you know, you look at that, and and, and the, you said the scheduling. Obviously, Michigan can't win off the schedule, but nobody's showing up at the Rose Bowl. 
I mean, it's 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 tough to yeah, see no, even as a really, USC guy. It's it's unfortunate, and it's not Barber's not usually his fault because they lost that game against Michigan. But they need to get a better schedule. Nobody's paying attention to it all, and I don't know when they are going to pay attention. They've lost so much momentum from last year. At least the public buzz. They've won games, but who have they beaten and who's paying attention? I mean, they're they're load managing. They're like they're like the, they're, they're like the Clippers. They they, they, they sat DTR uh, uh, the other uh, in the last game. They said and, and they said you know they, they sat some of their best players. So they're uh, you at UCLA season really hasn't even started yet. But this is again this is a whole new world of college football, and nobody took advantage of the whole new world than USC. So they will not come out and say this whole new world it's a whole new team that's arguably the best in the country. Everybody saying oh, how can that be? Just watch, just watch them. Bill Plasky of the Times with us, Fred Rogan, Rodney Pete on AM five seventy LA Sports. Uh, all right, let's get to the Charger game tonight against Kansas City. It may only be the second week of the season, but I think on a national stage, it's a pretty big game. I like the Chargers in the game, Bill, and I like the Chargers a lot for the season if they stay healthy. What do you think? Yeah, I love Justin Herbert. Oh, my God, he's so fun to watch. And the Chargers have won in, in Arrowhead, so they can yep. win there. They, they don't have Keenan Allen, so that's a concern. But I think Justin Herbert, I think he's better than Patrick Mahomes. I mean, I think he'll, he'll be better by the end of the season. You see some of the passes he threw on Sunday against the Raiders? That was unbelievable. No, yeah, no, I agree. I think the Chargers win. The Chargers, Herbert's the best quarterback in town. And the Chargers look right now like the best team in town. I mean, the Rams got off to a slow start, but Stafford just doesn't look right. And you worry about his elbow. And the running game. Yeah, Cam Akers carries three times for no yards. And, you know, and Allen Robinson gets two targets. They had a they had a really tough game against the Bills. The Bills are a great team. But I see the the Rams off to a slow start. The Chargers look really good. And their defense, Khalil Mack can still play. Who yes, knew? He can. Yeah, yes, so he I can. you know, I like the Chargers tonight. And I think this will start people want to like I think this will start to run on the national stage. Now I understand there was more rate. I wasn't at the game Sunday. I was in. I was coming back from Stanford. I understand there was more Raider fans in the stands than Charger fans. Is that correct? I, I, I was at the game, Bill, and I will say this, and I said this on, on Monday, is that, yes, there, there were a lot of Raider fans at the game, and they always show up, and especially when, when the Raiders play in L.A., they're going to show up and be loud, and then against a the divisional opponent, they're going to be loud. But I gave it up to the Charger fans that were there. It was it may have been 50-50, but I gave it up to the Charger fans because they got loud. When they needed to get loud, they got loud, and they supported their team. So slowly, 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 they are building that base. And to your point is that they got to win, and they have a tremendous opportunity tonight and this year to really capture a lot more of that fan base that's here. Yeah, and then remember, tonight's the first Amazon game, I think. It's the first Amazon, and so yeah. it's going to get all kind of publicity. It's going to be all kind of all kind of bells and whistles. And this is a really good chance then to make a national statement. And, 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 there, and that will trickle down to becoming more of a local buzz and a local statement. So this is huge. This is, this is bigger for the Chargers than it is for the Chiefs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, without a doubt. And I'm not – listen, I love Justin Herbert. I'm not ready to crown him over Patrick Mahomes yet. But 
Um, if he keeps going in this direction, he he will surpass him. But that's not quite yet because I think everybody no, believed right. that Patrick Mahomes was going to be dead without Tyreek Hill. And he goes out week one and carves up the Cardinals. Now, we don't know how good the Cardinals are, but he looked just as good as Patrick Mahomes has always looked. Yeah, and the bottom line you know, is Justin Herbert's never won a playoff game. I mean, yeah. so let's, let's yeah, let's, I should probably slow my roll on him a little bit. What about uh, what about uh, Brandon Staley, uh, Bill? Does he concern you at all? You think he's learned anything from last year? There were a couple moments in that game on Sunday where they were fourth down, and it was the fan, and you could feel people on the edge of the seat. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? And he actually punted one or two times in those situations. He's learned. <laughs> he's learned. He knew he blew it last year. I yeah. mean, he cost in the playoffs last year, and he knows yeah. that. And I think the lifespan of NFL coach is so finite that he realizes his job is. I think his job is on the line. And I think that, and I think that he'll. Yes, I, I noticed that too. That he really changed his tactics, and he'll. And remember, it was against Kansas City last year, where he cost them that game yep. by not going for field goals yep. two or three different times. So I, I think that this, and they will mention that tonight throughout the broadcast. I'm certain. I think that'll be. I think Staley's on the hot seat, and I think he'll he's reacted accordingly. Uh, back to the Rams. Yeah, you know Matthew Stafford. He just doesn't look right. I think we can agree to that. And I said before the season started, yet I don't think they repeat. To be honest with you, I, I think it's much too difficult of a road for them. But watching them in the opener, and granted, their starters didn't play during the preseason. They just seemed off to me, and they, now. They played a very good team in Buffalo. You're not going to play a team like that every single week. But it just, they seemed off. Is it, did you feel that way? Yeah, I was there. Yeah, it's the first time, what's the first time a McVay team has played a tough team in his opener. The, the teams have averaged six wins apiece the previous season. So, he, but he prepared like it was a six-win team. He didn't, he prepared like Buffalo wasn't a great team. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't. In other words, they didn't seem ready. I mean, and I, I know he never plays his, his starters in the pro in the preseason, and, and that's his trademark, and he started that trend. But maybe he should, maybe he might have wanted to rethink at this time because they weren't, they clearly weren't ready, and the energy wasn't there. And what bothered me more than anything was Jalen Ramsey got torched. Yeah, and he's the he's their Hall of Fame, you know, the defensive back. He got torched. Aaron Donald di- disappeared. Bobby Wagner had what, what one sack? I mean, they they they're they're great players. Where Bobby was a great players didn't seem great, except for Cooper Cup, of course. He's always great, but I just think yeah, it was weird. No, and I don't think they're going to win it either because it's too hard. Only one team has done it in the last two decades. It's really hard to do to repeat, and I think they know that. And I you know, but again, they've got a lot of buzz in town. Hopefully, they can keep the buzz going. Not lose it, and I think they'll be they'll, they'll be a playoff team. Yeah, but I don't do think. That, I mean, do you think what, it says you think it says more about um, the Rams having issues, or is Buffalo that good? It's a combination. I know it's a that's a cliche to say Buffalo's really good. They're not that damn good that they could they're not going to beat a defending Super Bowl champion at their own home on opening night like that every time. I think the Rams have issues, and it's just human nature. Remember, the last time the Rams went to the Super Bowl, they didn't make the playoffs the next year. And it was a hangover. 
it's just human nature. It's just hard to keep up that level. I mean, again, they had a short off season. A lot was going on. It just, it's just hard to keep that up. And I think we saw that game one. And I'd be surprised, again, I think they'll have a great season. But I'm like you guys. I'd be surprised if they win again. It'd be a superhuman feat if they pulled this off again. I don't think they do it. No. I, yeah, I just think it's too – it's, it's just it's, – it's, there's a reason only the Patriots have done it in the last 20 years or more than 20 years. There's a reason for that. I'll it's be, just too hard. But I'm going to be curious. And I said they looked a little off. Even, even Sean McVay looked a little off after the game. They just – it, it's I cannot put my finger on what it is, but you know we've developed an expectation watching them play, and watching them conduct themselves, and they just all seemed a little off. And I don't know, maybe the cure is let's play Atlanta. Okay, well we should beat them, but I don't know if that's the cure, and it it, it puzzles me because I look at it and just go. What's going on here? You know, they won the Super Bowl. Well, you got to give you got to get the benefit of the doubt right now, yeah, and just say this was like a fourth preseason game that they didn't they just weren't ready. They weren't in, in regular season mode. You know, if they come out and shellac Atlanta and Cam Akers runs for five hundred yards, and you know, Allen Robinson makes some great catches, but it was weird. It was weird. The Ramsey thing was weird. The fact that he only targeted Allen. Allen Robinson twice. That was weird. In fact, the Cam Akers didn't play, basically. That was weird. McVay took responsibility, but he always does. That's not weird. He always throws himself on, on under the bus. So I, I just, yeah, I just wanted, the whole thing is just, was really weird. We need to see another game or two to see exactly what they have. Yeah. Uh, Bill, before you let you go, I got to ask you this. Were you shocked at, uh, Seattle booing Russell Wilson on Monday night? Yeah, I was disappointed, to be honest with you. Because he gave a lot to that organization. My God, he brought him two Super Bowls and a Super Bowl championship. And he got traded. He didn't leave as a great. He got traded. I know he wanted out and all that stuff. But still, I'm, yes, I'm very and – he, and, he, and he got a bunch of players from, from Denver in return for him, some draft picks. I mean, he didn't leave him empty-handed. I, yes, I was – the Seattle fan really surprised me. And I think – don't you all think in nine out of ten markets, he gets cheered, he gets yeah. a standing ovation, he gets a video tribute. I mean, don't you think that yeah. that, that would have been the case anywhere else? Yeah, I do. Other than maybe Philadelphia. They don't do it for him. Oh, but I don't I, know, though. Philadelphia, <laughs> if, you, if Nick Foles comes back to Philadelphia – yeah, that's true. Go, You're right about that. You're right about that. They're gonna that. love him. Yeah, that's I'm right. Just, You're right that about Seattle that. fan is Seattle fan surprisingly bitter. Surprisingly, you know, it's it was gross. I, yeah, I didn't like it at all. I was I was surprised. And I'm all for critical thinking here, but that was un that was unwarranted, I thought. I, I mean, I don't know what he did did to deserve that. Bill, we appreciate you coming on. As always, thanks for the insight. Thanks for having me, guys. So we'll talk when USC gets the top of the polls. Call me back. <laughs> We've got your number on yeah. speed dial. Thanks, Bill. Yeah. Uh, the West is ours. The Dodgers are National League West Division champs, and we're giving you the chance to win playoff merch. Log on to our Instagram at AM570LA Sports for your chance to win. Get your official Dodgers merch from the Dodgers Clubhouse store at CityWalk. 
Santa Monica, Hollywood, and Highland, and Montebello. We still have Dodger tickets to give away this hour, so stay with us. Uh, later this hour, we'll play a little Know Your Lakers. And up next, uh, some people think he should have lost the whole team. Instead, he's suspended for a year. We'll get into the story of the Phoenix Suns, Robert Sarver. Is he like Donald Sterling? Mm. We'll, we'll talk about it. Dodger Nation! The West is ours. Unprecedented success. Blue October is coming. Guess who's on top? Our boys in blue. And nobody brings you Dodgers coverage like their official home. Back, 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 gone! L.A. Dodgers playoff baseball is on AM570 L.A. Sports. AM570 L.A. Sports. Thanks for joining us on your ride. Thank you very much. Yes. Speaking of which, traffic. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Bro, yo, it's Cruz, J. Cruz, Cruz Show, Rio 92.3, Fred Rogan, Rodney P. Let's get back to it. Here we go. Oh, yeah, let's get back to it on a throwback Thursday. Rodney P., Fred Rogan. Sun is shining. And it's not 110 degrees, Fred. Makes it wonderful. Yes, it does. Makes it wonderful. All right, here's what we're going to do with the Dodger tickets. We've just figured this out. So in the following segment, the next segment, we're going to play Know Your Squad. Okay. Now, if you get into play Know Your Squad and you win Know Your Squad, you can't Uh tie. You've got to win. Got to win it. You'll get the tickets. Okay. Now, if you get in and play Know Your Squad. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. They play Know Your Squad. They're going to play against me and Ronnie. Yes. And they got to win in order to get the tickets? Correct. Now. Oh, man, that means nobody's going to get the tickets. Exactly. So if that's the case. They ain't beating me a Ronnie. I know that. So if that's the case and you get in here and you play and you don't win, Mm -hmm. what we're going to do is open it up to everybody and just give you a caller number to win. Oh, Lord. All right. Does that make sense? It makes sense to me. Okay. Feel bad who's going to play me and Ronnie. Right, Ronnie? Don't nobody want this. You got that right. Never lost. So that, that is coming up later. All right. So in case you didn't hear, uh, the NBA was looking into the operation of the Phoenix Suns. Robert Sarver is the owner. He is not beloved by many people. Uh, he bought the team very much like Frank McCourt bought the Dodgers. You know, he had to mortgage stuff to afford the Suns. And he's owned them for a while now. And uh, there was an investigation into workplace conduct. Uh, some misogynistic remarks, uh, uh, some uh, use of uh, profanity, uh, some aggressive behavior. The NBA investigated this because a number of the employees in the in the organization said this had been going on. Well, they investigated. It took a while for them to investigate. And here was the finding. You're suspended for one year and fined $10 million. And the concern here, Chris Paul has come out and said, wait a minute, that's not enough. LeBron got involved and said, that's not enough. And it was also revealed within the investigation that Robert Sarver had used the N-word 
more than a couple of times in talking to employees, uh, in talking about what the team needed. So he'd use that, plus the other behavior in the organization. And what they did, Adam Silver said was, well, we cannot take the team from him. We can't take the team from him. I think we know that past history has proven they can take the team from you. Because it happened. It happened with Donald Sterling. Now, granted, the players said they weren't going to play. The league had to do something, and the league did. And it was shocking, and it was uh, over remarks he made that had been secretly videotaped and recorded. But Adam Silver says, I cannot take the team from this man. He is suspended one year and fined $10 million. What I thought, Rodney, that meant was that, okay, uh, you got a, you got a year now to make a decision and sell the franchise. Because I don't think anybody wants him back, especially the players. How do you think this plays out? Uh, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. Um, certainly the players and a lot of people don't want him back. Um, but when it gets to, and Adam Silver's right, he can't take the team from him. It has to be, you know, the other owners have to vote and they have to get, you know, the governors what they call them, have to vote and have to get, you know, uh, a real decision that way on it. He can't just unilaterally just say, you you know, when I take a team. And if you remember Donald Sterling situation, uh, that had been brewing for years and years and years and years. So it wasn't just the taping of the conversations that, that were overheard. Um, there had been years of him acting and saying things inappropriately that, that, the league had built up so much on Donald Sterling that that was just like the tipping point and said, okay, enough is enough. Now we have enough to really just go in and say, you're out. Um, and I don't know how deep it is with Sarver, but there there have been, this goes back years and years with him yes. too. So this is not just, oh my God, we just heard him say the N-word. Um, and that's not a, that's definitely not a cause for someone losing their team or getting fired. Um, but it goes back years of, of, of behavior that they have tracked and other people have talked about. Um, so this is not just a one-off incident where somebody overheard him or he got caught. Um, this goes back a long way and the investigation went back a long way. So, um, I tend to agree with you a little bit that it's, you know, not said outwardly, but behind closed doors, it's like, okay, this is, this is it. You're done. You know, you got to save face, however you want to save face, you got you got this year to kind of figure out your exit strategy because this could get ugly and we may force you out, but just, just do it, do it. We're allowing you to do it on your terms right now. Yeah. Well, you know? we'll, we'll give you that flyer. We'll give you a soft landing for now. Yeah. Okay, you got a year, figure it out. During that year, you decide, you know, uh, I built the frame, whatever you want to say, whatever your comments are. However you want to position this, but I've decided now that it's in the best interest of the franchise and my family that yeah. that I sell the franchise. Yeah. And let's be clear. I mean, because you and I have talked about him for years now. Yeah. About what type of owner he has been and just kind of not uh, not always on, on, on the up and up. So this is, again, this is not just some one-off conversation or some somebody just one person filed something against him and heard overheard him saying some things. This has been going on for a while now. It kind of was the tip of the iceberg, and then they've just got 
revealed that it, this has been bad for a long time. Uh, Chris Paul tweeted, like many others, I reviewed the report. I was and am horrified and disappointed by what I read. This conduct, especially towards women, is unacceptable and must never be repeated. I'm of the view that the sanctions fell short in truly addressing what we can all agree was atrocious behavior. My heart goes out to all the people that were affected. I mean, he made sexist remarks. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, I don't want to talk out of school here. I thought at one point I read a report that he had his wife show up in a bikini. He was showing photos of his wife in a it. bikini to uh, other members on the staff saying, like, hey, get a load of this. I'm going to a home to every night. Wouldn't you like to yeah. stuff like that? The and then he, then he talked about the uh, one of the employees. He asked if, hey, did you have some work done over the summer or something like that? Right. When Earl Watson was the head coach, or excuse me, this is after Earl was let go, I believe. And they were looking during a head coaching search. And he walked up to a staffer and says, we need an N-word to coach these N-words. That's what he said. Yeah. That's what's in the report. Yeah. We need to hire an N-word to coach these N-words. See, to me, and it's just, I might be the only one. It That's enough right there. That's enough. And you cannot say, well, I, you know, I, I didn't mean it, or, you know, I come from a different generation, or, you know, back in the day. You can't say that. You own an NBA franchise. It, you're a human being. Besides owning an NBA franchise, you're a human being. You can't say that. And you certainly can't say that if you own the team. Rodney, to me, and Kevin told me this this morning, because we talked about it a little bit, that that should be it right there. And I, I honestly, that one remark, if I'm an NBA player, I don't know if I want to play for a team that that guy owns. That one remark. And that doesn't even talk about everything else he did. That one Yeah, but what do you do if you're an NBA player? I mean, you don't sign back with him, but what if you're under contract? What do you do? Well, what you were know? the Clippers going then, to do? They they ran out, they turned their their uh warm-up yeah, jerseys backwards. They still played. Yeah, but they were concerned that they would not. That was the concern. Oh yeah, definitely was a real concern, but they they did play and never got to that point because the NBA eventually acted on it. Um but yeah, no, I don't know. And I get, you know, look, even with the Donald Sterling uh, situation, uh, there were a number of other owners that, that were not all in favor of taking the team away from them. Because, Mark Cuban, I think, being one of them. Because they that, thought it was a slippery slope. Yeah, and because that because that recording was made secretly. Yeah. That's what, yeah. That's what Mark Cuban thought. Wait a minute. You yeah. know, we don't know what goes on in anybody's house. We don't know what goes on behind closed doors. Right, you know, and if now you're gonna this... go based, you know, solely based on that. That's why I said the Donald Sterling thing was that was just one aspect of all the stuff that he's yeah. been doing in the past. Yeah, you know, and this one I think is is coming out as well. But he didn't do this behind closed doors. These were to people, staffers, and people that work there. That's and my the point. environment, the environment that he he worked upon in. Uh, he created that environment that was uncomfortable for a lot of people. That was inappropriate, and he's at the top. So. Um, is that grounds for taking someone's team away? Maybe. Maybe. You know, because it's different. Like I said, it's different than, than you know, a secret recording or 
him just saying it one one time in passing. This has been a pattern of his. Well, is it grounds to take the team away? Adam Silver says no. He doesn't have that right. Is it grounds to tell him you've got a year to figure out what to do? It very well... I don't think he can do that publicly, no. No, not publicly. Yeah. Oh, no. But privately? No, because he... Yeah, privately, I'm sure. He's like... And I'm sure the other owners are like, hmm, got to get this guy out of here. Listen, Sarver, at that next owner's meeting or whatever, it's like, dude, you got to go. We can't have this on our in our league. Yeah, and he he's not involved in anything now, by the way. They've pointed uh, an interim governor who will oversee the franchise for the year. He can't be at any NBA games or WNBA games. Can't be at the practice facility. Can't have contact with anyone. So you know what this probably is, Rodney? Adam Silver says, okay, I can't do this publicly. Uh, I'm sure Robert Sarver does have a few owners he feels close to. He's got to. He cannot just be isolated. There's got to be somebody that talks to him. Mm-hmm. And maybe that guy lobs him a call. Says, I understand. Yeah, this is a tough situation. Uh, here's what's going to go down. You yeah, have- and they and they have to be careful, meaning the NBA and, and what they do and how they do it. Because what happens is, as you know, Mark Cuban pointed out, what if someone caught somebody else at a party in a weird environment and and tape the conversation that somebody said something inappropriate you know is that going to be the grounds for either firing somebody or getting rid of somebody or making somebody sell the team so you, you really have to and i think you know adam silvers in so many words said that you got to be careful about how you go about it and what that means that's why there's all you know they said it's a thorough investigation it's a thorough investigation here's the deal who wants to play number one? Now, Uh-oh, Fred. If, if you win, you've got to win, mm-hmm. you can dodge your tickets. If you don't win, then mm-hmm. we're going to open it up for everybody and just mm-hmm. give out a caller number. So your first crack is to play and win. 866-987-2570. We're going to do that next. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working... The HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, it's Gary and Shannon. Middays down the hall on KFI AM 640. And you're listening to The Rodney the hottest takes and the best sports talk in the city from a man who lived it. And Fred. Oh. That's been mean to me. Ronnie. I've got a heart full of Little Curtis Mayfield on a throwback Thursday. I love it. Rodney Pete. Fred Rogan. Come on. Come on. Into my life. Rogan and Rodney roulette. Know your squad. Hey, if you missed IG Live with Dodger insider David Vassay, you can watch the entire IG Live on Instagram at AM570LA Sports. It's brought to you by Navian Tankless Water Heaters. Visit tanklessmadesimple.com. All right, Aaron and Costa Mesa, you ready to go? Yes, sir. Here's the deal. We're going to play Know Your Dodgers. I'll give you five choices. Answer before I give you all five choices. You're locked out of that question. You have one challenge. Use your challenge. It's upheld. You continue. 
use your challenge and it's denied, you're also locked out of the next question. You got it? Got it. Okay. If you beat Rodney and Ronnie, you win Dodger tickets to see St. Louis play the Dodgers on the 25th. If you don't win, you can't tie. If you don't win, we're going to open it up to everybody. Ronnie, you ready? Feeling good today, Rogan and Rodney. Let's go. Here's your first question. Good luck. Who has scored the most runs for the Dodgers this season? Trey Turner, Mookie Betts, Gavin Lux, Freddie Freeman, or Freddie Mercury? Mookie, Mookie Betts. Betts. Trey Turner. Okay. Ronnie, you said Mookie Betts too, correct? I did, Fred. Okay. Rodney, I think it's a tie. I think it's a tie. Kevin, what do you think? I would agree with that. I got a tie. Okay. Do you want to use your challenge, Rodney? Now, don't, don't get upset. No. No, 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 I'm not. All right. You didn't ask Ronnie. Because I thought I heard Ronnie, and I heard more of Ronnie than you, but I know you spoke at the same time. Oh, Fred, that makes a lot of sense. Let's just move on to the next one. I think we're tied. Okay. You know what? Any more of that, and I'll give it to Rodney. Easy, Fred. All right, Fred, if you want to cheat. No, Fred, what's wrong with you? I'm sitting here trying to process this. I don't want anybody to feel cheated, and then you jump in with that. Well, Fred, I mean, come on. I mean, if you have to say it like that, then clearly you thought that I got in before. No. So it's a moot point, right? Well, then it goes goes to the loser. Okay, Aaron, you get it then. Stop it. No, you don't get it. All right, let's move on. Duke Snyder holds the L.A. Dodger record for most extra base hits in a single season with 89. Who is second with 84 extra base hits in a single season? Sean Green, Cody Bellinger, Mike Piazza. Cody Bellinger. Oh. Okay. So this is bad news for you, Aaron, because you just got locked out. You got locked out of this question because I had not given yeah. you all five Got to get all the answers first, Aaron. No freebies. All right. all right, so you're out of this one. You're still in, but you're out of this one. Here are your choices. Sean Green, Cody Bellinger, Mike Piazza, Adrian Beltre, or Adrian Brody? Sean, Sean Green. Green. Adrian Beltre. How about Cody, Cody Bellinger. That's Rodney. Cody Bellinger. Okay. So Rodney has won. Aaron's back in. Still very much alive. The Dodgers beat the Mets in seven games in the 1988 NLCS, who led the Dodgers with a 293 batting average in that series. Kirk Gibson, Steve Sachs, Mickey Hatcher, Mike Marshall, or Penny Marshall? Steve, Steve Sachs. Sachs. Mickey Hatcher. Marshall. Ronnie. Mickey Hatcher. The stuntman. Hatcher. The leader the of the stuntmen. Mickey Hatcher. Okay. So Rodney and Ronnie each have one. Aaron, you're still good. Who drove in a team high six runs in the Dodgers' six-game World Series win over the Rays in 2020? Corey Seager, Cody Ballinger, Doc Peterson, Max Muncy, or Max Powell? Corey Doc Peterson. Doc Peterson. How about no? Corey Seager. Corey Seager, I said. No good. I said Corey Seager. Cody Ballinger. Max Muncy. Rodney. It is Max Munson. It did not matter how many times you said Corey Seager, it was still nope. wrong. Oh. Just because you say it more than once doesn't change. Well, it. you know, sometimes you blow it off and you don't listen, and so I think you didn't hear me. Sometimes? Yeah, exactly, Ronnie. Many times. Oh no, he's gonna give my next answer to the caller. You're being a little bit. Oh, oh <laughs> Ronnie. <laughs> Good one, Fred. Here's the next one. Aaron, you got to get this. Which of these players has the highest salary on the Dodger roster this season at $32 million? Wow. Freddie Freeman, Mookie Betts, 
David Price, Trey Turner, or Tina Turner? Freddie Freeman. Freddie Freeman. And it is no good. Trey David Turner. Price. Look at that. Rodney. David Price. Uh, see, Aaron, we, unfortunately, I, I'm not built in a way to play to lose. Never lost. I play to win, and that's what I'm doing. I apologize to you, but I don't apologize I ain't hating. to you. Okay, so that's the game. Rodney, oh, you've no. won. Oh, no. Aaron, Aaron I'm good sorry, try. man. Good try. Sorry, not sorry, but I'm sorry. All right, Kevin. I had a good day. All right, all right. Thank you, buddy. Now, you can still win, Aaron. You can still win. You're still alive. Kevin has now cleared the lines. 866-987-2570 is the number to call. Caller number, Rodney. Six. Caller six. See what I did for you people? I won for the people, Fred. You... Because you're a man of the people. That's that's what I am. Caller 6 is wanting the Dodger tickets. Go. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.